gathered dust and hailstorms. Stones came in volleys from every corner as if thrown by machine guns. Junasta bhaganabri brogai savidyutsta nayit nubihi varshabhi bhuyakeshag vinamutrashtini chasakri the luminaries in outer space disappeared due to the skies being overcast with masses of clouds, which were accompanied by lightning and thunder. The sky rained pus, hair, blood, stool, urine, and bones. Giraya pratyadrishyanta nanayudho mucho naga digvashasho yuthamyaha surinyo mutamurajaha O oh, sinless Vidura, mountains discharge weapons of various kinds, and naked demonesses armed with tridents appeared with their hair hanging loose. Mahubir yaksha rakshodhi patyavi asva ratta kunjarai adhatya ibir utritsya himsa vachoti vaishashaha. Cruel and savage slogans were uttered by hosts of rakshas yakshas and rakshasas who all either marched on foot or rode on horses, elephants or chariots. Pradushkritthanamayanam asorinavinashayat sudarshanastramadavan prayunta daitam vipad. The Lord, the personal enjoyer of all sacrifices, now discharged his beloved Sudarshan, which was capable of dispersing the magical forces displayed by the demon. Even famous yogis and demons can sometimes enact very magical feats by their mystic power, but in the presence of the Sudarshan Chakra, which it is let loose by the Lord, when it is let loose by the Lord, all such magical jugglery is dispersed. The instance of the quarrel between Durvasamuni and Maharaj Ambarish is a practical example in this matter. Durvasamuni wanted to display many magical wonders. But when the Sudarshan chapter appeared, Durvas himself was afraid and fled to various planets for his personal protection. The Lord is described here as Tripath, which means that it means that he is the enjoyer of three kinds of sacrifices. In the Bhagavad Gita, the Lord confirms that he is the beneficiary and enjoyer of all sacrifices, penances, and austerities. The Lord is the enjoyer of three kinds of yajna. As further described in Bhagavad Gita, there are sacrifices of goods, sacrifices of meditation, and sacrifices of philosophical speculation. Those on the paths of jnana, yoga, and karma all have to come in the end to the Supreme Lord because Vasudeva Sarvam Iti, the Supreme Lord is the ultimate enjoyer of everything. That is the perfection of all sacrifice. Om Ajnana Gan Anjana Shalakaya. Chakshu unmilitamina tasmai shri gurave namaha Vancha kapa rubyasha pita sindu devacha Patitanam pavane yo vaishnavayo namo namaha Namaste jivanandaya dasaya vanacharine Prabhupada labaya shnida shila vinodine Agyana bundagramanam ashtete patitamanam Jnana guru taya chitaharine chakshashe namaha Nama om vishnu padaya krishna prishtaya bhutale Shri mate bhakti vedanta swami nitinamine 
नमस्ते सारस्वती देवी गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष शून्यवारी पश्चाधारिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निध्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधारा श्री वासरी गौरवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे So the demon had picked up his trident after the Lord kicked away his mace. And now the demon is enraged even more. Because the Lord had smashed the uh, trident to pieces with the Sudarsan Chakra. So now uh, the demon is performing all these magical feats to defeat the Lord. And the, the demigods are on looking. They're watching this with uh, very, um, very concerning moods. <laughs> the Lord be, be victorious. And so these are some of the magical feasts that the demon is displaying. So fierce winds began to blow from all directions, spreading darkness, occasioned by dust and hailstones. Stones came into volleys from every corner as if thrown by machine guns. The luminaries in outer space disappeared due to the skies being overcast with masses of clouds, which were accompanied by lightning and thunder. The sky rained pus, hair, blood, stool, urine, and bones. So we don't have it so hard with little monsoons and little fires. You want me to read again? No, I was just saying that the fierce demands blowing in all directions. A little bit. Oh, send this Vidura. Mountains discharged weapons of various kinds, and naked demonesses with tridents appeared with their hair hanging loose. Cruel and savage slogans were uttered by a host of ruffian yakshas and rakshashas, who all either marched on foot or rode on horses, elephants, or chariots. So now the Lord is going to eliminate all this nonsense once and for all with his Shudarshan chakra. The Lord, the personal enjoyer of all sacrifices, now discharged his beloved Shudarshan which was capable of dispersing the magical forces displayed by the demons. And so Prabhupada the purport is giving the example of um, Ambarish Maharaj, who Rasamuni um, sent this fiery demon against him just because he had to drink some water to break the fast. And so the Lord was not only eliminated this fiery demon, but he was chasing Muni all over the universe to uh, do what the Lord does. Arichanaya sadhanam vinasaya chadaskritam dharma samstapnajna sambhavami yege. So perpetually the Lord, like this, because there's so much unwanted things in this world that arise from false egoism, from turning away from God, the darkness of turning away from God. So the Lord is perpetually um, eliminating all these negative elements by His mercy. 
So, um, as we know, the first part of that verse, Parichanaya Sadhanam, he's blessing the righteous. But when uh, the demons are present, then he has to kill for that same uh, benediction to be bestowed, for that same result of um, an atmosphere which can be healthy for advancement in spiritual life. Um, he's going to benedict the, the demigods here, the devotees. Eliminate this burden from the earth. So generally, there is righteous persons to uplift, Prichanaya Sadhanam. But in Kali Yuga, um, it's full of darkness. And actually, many of these descriptions, they, they're similar to what we hear about Kali Yuga in terms of um, the type of darkness, the type of evil, the type of destructive forces, um, the same theme of darkness. And so it makes sense that how is the Lord going to rectify these situations? Just like in the uh, assembly, the Rajasuya Yagya, Shishupal, the demon Shishupal, who is behaving as a demon in his pastime, he's creating so much disturbance. hundred times he insults Lord Krishna. He's disturbing everyone in the whole sacrificial arena. And so the Lord, to eliminate this unwanted element, because he's not taking the offense for himself, but to eliminate this element that's disturbing the devotees, disturbing the atmosphere to perform this yajna, the Lord discharges the Sudrasan chakra and cuts off the head of Shishupal. So this is natural. When, when there's so much disturbance, when there's so much of a, a demonic nature in the heart, the way of mercy in that case is, um, is the, the reaction is to be killed. Uh, it's for that uh, soul to have the blessing of the reactions of the material energy, and in these cases, directly by the Supreme Lord. So in Kali Yuga, um, there's nothing but darkness in Kali Yuga. Kali Yuga, there's, there's so many negative um, elements that are present in society. And we can see, we can just look around us, we can understand from our experience, um, just our experience in this small life. Of course, we're helped out by you know, the internet and the news and all these different um, um, information that's coming to us. But we can understand that the mercy of the Lord, it should come in the form of the Lord Sudarsan chapter, right? It should come in the Vinasaya Chadaspritam. Now that should be, the, that's the status quo of the Lord's mercy. So what is the equivalent of the Lord Sudarshan Chakra in uh, the golden age of Lord Chaitanya. Well, we know what happened with Jagai Madai. Right? And these are the, the most evil, wicked of the wicked, Jagai and Madai. It's performing such harmful and cruel ways they dealt in society. They were the embodiment of the evil in Kali Yuga. And then they committed the gravest offense. It wasn't just a little offense. They offended uh, the Supreme Lord Director who has come as a devotee, Srimitya Prabhu, physically offending him. 
the worst offense, not only offending the devotee, offending the topmost devotee, and a physical offense against this devotee. And so the Lord came as he normally would, and he's carrying his Sudarshan chakra to bestow his mercy. And how was, how was that Sudarshan chakra put to rest? The Lord Nityananda is causeless mercy. So we can say then from this story that the equivalent of the Sudarshan chakra in this age is the Lord's causeless mercy. It's been replaced. We don't deserve it. There's no reason for it. The Lord has just said, I'll put aside my Sudarshan chakra due to the mercy of Srinath Kananda Prabhu. I'll put it aside and I'll just causelessly bestow blessings upon you. And if you just, all you have to do, you don't have to do severe, severe penance or yajna. Like because yajna, like Prabhupada is describing this verse, yajna is there um, for elevation, to elevate, to make us a good person, to make us have a mood of reciprocation. Like Lord Brahma, in the very beginning of the universe, he was the first son of God, Lord Brahma. In his universe. And what was the Lord teaching him? So before you go about doing all this, this pastimes of creating the material world, before doing this huge uh, endeavor, you have to be taught how to perform sacrifice. You have to learn the mood of giving. Mood of giving up, because that is what sacrifice means. It means giving up activities based on sense gratification. It means foregoing what we normally would do, um, that we would like to do to enjoy, to give back. Give back to God. Give back to society. Give back to others. So the first son of God, Lord Brahma, was taught And he had to engage in this penance, this tapasya, for I believe, was it a thousand celestial years? Very long time. And so he was taught, just like in Vedic culture, the boys, the boys go to the Guru pool. They're taught, how do I perform um, yajna? How do I act in such a way where I can control my senses and I can do my duty and I can give back? I can perform some sacrifice. And this is the nature of uh, the awakening of Krishna consciousness, is that we really imbibe and understand this mood that we've always known, which giving, giving is wonderful. Giving is dharmic. And Krishna says towards the end of Bhagavad Gita, he says, sacrifice, charity, and penance never should be given up. The liberated souls don't give up these things. The great souls don't give up. Sacrifice, charity, penance. And so when this natural, spontaneous mood of sacrifice awakens, the Lord is pleased with this mood, just like he was pleased with Lord Brahma. And he came and he shook his hand. Okay, you have learned nicely. Now it's time to perform your duty in the proper mood. So that's what we're, we're, we're praying for, Krishna consciousness, is to awaken this mood of wanting to give, wanting to serve, wanting to take some personal, maybe some personal discomfort uh, for the sake of giving 
out of love to God, giving back. And so uh, I was reading, kind of, we, we can see this, of course, always in the lives of the saints. And that's why the saints endear themselves to us, <clears throat> because they give selflessly. And who gives selflessly in this world? You know, I was so I was so impressed and so touched by uh, Chandini and Robert for wanting to open up this um, devotee care center for senior devotees. Because as I'm understanding how they're organizing it in their heart, they don't they're not getting anything from it. They just want to do this as an offering to the devotees and Prabhupada. And so that really touched me. It really endears people to us. And we, that's why the saints become so dear to us. Look at what Prabhupada did. Look what he sacrificed for us. And that's, that's an expression of love. It's just like, um, like I have a service here currently of, of helping facilitate book distribution. And so in my own personal experience, like when devotees reciprocate with me, like they want to they help me, I feel their love. Like it's just natural. So it's like any relationship. Like somebody wants to, to help you do something that you care about. You feel the reciprocation of love. Like I can actually feel the, the mood of like duty from some devotees or just spontaneous giving in that regard. And uh, so, so it's really wonderful when we, when we hear the lives of the saints and great devotees who, who do develop this mood of sacrifice and I was reading, I wanted to share something uh, new with you, because week after week, year after year, I kind of get boring listening to the same person every week. <laughs> Try to share something fresh and new. So there was a story of Tukaram. When I was in um, India, actually close to Pune, is where I guess Tukaram lived. And um, there's, there was a couple of nice stories I read about um, Tukaram. A great saint, and uh, one one story that showed his mood, spontaneous mood of wanting to give, of wanting to give and serve the Lord was, one time he was um, he was meditating, he was doing bhajan, he was next to the Ganges, and he's performing his bhajan, and some um, envious person came, and was trying to interrupt his bhajan, and so this person actually spit on him. And what he did was, uh, he immediately got up and he took bath in the Ganges. And he, did, he wasn't disturbed at all. And so then the, the person continued to spit on him. And all day, uh, 108 times, he spit on Tukaram. And Tukaram then went and took bath in the Ganges. And then the, the, the person finally said, why are you not getting angry? Why is this not bothering you? And Tukaram, uh, he said, I should be thanking you. So because of this, I took bath 108 times in the Ganges and was purified through that endeavor. And you see, he took it as an opportunity to do the service. <laughs> like, that's how, that's how the, the saints feel. Like, this is an opportunity to do that. To serve, to do something to please Krishna. You can see the automatic response. And then the other side of that, we can also see there's a story of Tukaram. He was uh, he would perform these long sessions of bhajan harikatha. So that one particular um, event, it was going all day and into the night. There was a, there was a packed 
And so it was going further and further into the night. Everybody was getting tired and sleepy. Everybody started to leave. And one by one, people filed out of the door. And he's still going. He's still speaking about Krishna. He has his eyes closed. So finally, he's, he's finished speaking, and he wakes up. Or he, oh no, he didn't wake up. He opened his eyes, and there's one person in front of him. There's one person left, and he's looking at him intently. And so Tukaram, he said, he said, wow, you are, you are such a, a nice person. He said, you are uh, very advanced, and, and you have such attachment for hearing about Krishna. And, and, the, and, the, and the person said, the young man said, he says, no, you completely misunderstand me. He says, I have no attachment for Krishna. He said, actually, you've been giving a lecture on my blanket. You're sitting on my blanket. And I'm waiting for you to finish so I can take it <laughs> and leave. <laughs> and so this is, uh, this is the situation as we, we're gaining um, some blessings from the Lord. We're gaining some agyata supiti. We're making some advancement. But we haven't awakened um, taste for Krishna consciousness fully. So it's a struggle. Um, the spiritual energy to take over. I remember when I was in Los Angeles, Mother Sanami sent me to Los Angeles when I first you know, moved in the temple. And um, one day I was, at that point I was just starting to chant 16 rounds. And so um, I was very tired because I was waking up early. I wasn't used to waking up early. And so I told like, Ganesh Prabhu, he was leading the heart on. And uh, he, he, they were getting ready to go on hurry now. And he says, are you coming? I said, no. I said, I'm, you know, I'm really tired. And, you know, I haven't finished getting my rounds. He said, well, are you initiated? And I said, no. He said, well, you can, you don't have to do your full thing. <laughs> he said, just come on hurry now. He said, uh, the spiritual energy will take over. Just come on, come out. So I was like, okay. So I jumped in the van. And sure enough, you know, it was extremely blissful. You know, the spiritual energy took over. I was feeling fatigued and tired, and you get out there, you start chanting, dancing, and then you can feel the spiritual energy take over. So at some point, um, this becomes, hopefully, with the Lord's blessings, this becomes a natural state for us where we feel uh, spontaneously inspired in Krishna consciousness. And Yeah, so the Bhagavad Gita is really um, the art of work. Um, it's the art of work and it's the art of enjoyment. So Krishna um, is, is describing to, to Arjuna, like Arjuna is saying, you know, maybe I shouldn't do anything, I should just renounce. Like, no, you shouldn't do that. Well, I can't enjoy the kingdom. No, that's correct, you shouldn't enjoy the kingdom. Well, uh, you can't do someone else's duty. So, so Arjuna is being taught, like, do your duty and give up your words to me and do it simply for me with no other desire. Just do it because I'm your friend, I'm your well-wisher, I'm your most beloved, so do it to serve me. And so this particular verse, this is a, a really nice verse, Bhagavad Gita 3.30. This is when Krishna is really speaking about karma yoga. And actually the whole fifth chapter is really the science of work. Um, the science of giving everything to Krishna. Because in the fifth chapter, Krishna is saying there's no difference between Sankhya Yoga, the analytical study of, of yoga, and the practice of meditation. Because when you are uh, understanding in, in your mind and your consciousness through beyond the difference between matter and spirit, 
that's facilitating the meditation on God's. So it's not different. So these are all limbs of bhakti, meditation, yoga, um, um, our actions. They're all just meant to facilitate uh, the bhakti, the devotion to God. In this particular verse, uh, Krishna is really speaking to Arjuna about uh, his need to, uh, to be focused on his duty. So he says, Therefore, O Arjuna, surrendering all your works unto me, with full knowledge of me, without desires for profit, with no claims to proprietorship, and free from lethargy, fight. So awakening that knowledge for Krishna, um, giving up the, uh, the, the need for um, a relationship based on what do I receive, and awaken the relationship of um, how can I give and how can I serve. And we are really sensitive um, to that subtle nature of how relationships work. And that's how actually uh, loving relationships last and stay together. Loving relationships sustain when somebody um, is dedicated to the person, understands what it is will please them, and continues to endeavor without lethargy, not thinking, what can I get? Thinking, I've been given so much, I've been given everything, Krishna's been given to me, I'm being given by society, by my family, by so many people, and thinking, what can I do to serve, and how am I going to stay in that service? And especially in Kali Yuga, that's why so many relationships end and they break, is because in Kali Yuga, this mood of understanding what pleases the beloved isn't very strong, if not at all non-existent. And because we're coming into relationships thinking, how can I be happy and how can I enjoy? Then as soon as there's a better situation to be happy and to enjoy, then we leave that relationship. And that's why there actually is no love um, in the material world, especially in Kali Yuga, because that is the mode of operating. That is intrinsic to being within the material energy, especially Kali Yuga. That as soon as I'm not enjoying, then I'll move to a better state of enjoyment. As soon as I have an opportunity to leave and have a better situation in life, then that is where, where I'm going to go. But um, with the mood of sacrifice, in the mood of understanding and being tuned in to what pleases those who are serving, those we love and committed to. Because in the spiritual world, that's why it's called uh, eternal relationships. Because it's not like that in the spiritual world. We don't jump from one group of cowherd boys to another, or one group of gopis to another. We have our group that we serve with. We have our, we have our family, our friends, we have everything. But they don't end. That's the difference. We have our eternal family. We have our eternal sangha of devotees. And that's the difference because that, that commitment and dedication, they're forever. They're for life. Just like the vows taken in marriage. You know, that's what they say in marriage. Till death do us part. Like they're going to go all the way. And so we, we know that this is the nature of love. Love doesn't end. And there's a constant. There's free from lethargy. Krishna says, free from lethargy. 
That means we're always conscious in our mind what pleases our beloved. And if we're, we're not on the platform of service and sacrifice we want to, then we're praying to our beloved to give us the strength to do so. And then Krishna is saying, I can do that. I can actually empower you to do that. I can carry what you let. I can enlighten you from within. I can give you everything you need to, to help you reach the platform of love and service and sacrifice that you want to be at. And that's the type of friend we have in Krishna. So, either we're uh, serving in love or we're trying to, we're trying to serve in love. Either we're fully liberated souls or we're trying to connect more. Never giving up that uh, desire and, and, and endeavor to connect. And that's why Shri Papa says sincerity is the key. We don't lose whatever we gain. We don't lose any blessing of Krishna consciousness. And therefore, sincerity is the key. Because we sincerely endeavor, and Krishna recognizes that. And then Krishna helps us get stronger. We start from a new platform of devotional service. And so, that's the main uh, realization I wanted to share from this verse is just that uh, Lord Nityananda is his causes mercy on us. And so the Lord is rectifying the situation, not through uh, destruction, as normally be necessary, but due to the Lord's uh, mercy upon us. And so uh, that mercy is coming through the spiritual master and the devotees. And uh, if we can feel that mood of gratitude, then we can maybe want to want to do some. We're going to want to do some yoga. We're going to want to give back to Krishna. We're going to want to do some sacrifice. And if we feel lethargic, then pray and beg the Lord to give us that spiritual energy to uh, be engaged in yoga, to be a harmonious part of that yoga. Not like Shishupal, creating disturbances. But, um, like all those, like King Yudhisthira and all those devotees in the sacrificial arena who are ready to, to please the Lord through this thousand years Okay, thank you all. And, yes.
Lord, that Janaka's mercy superseded his, you know, like that was, I think his Rana's father was giving a class when she was talking about how his, he wanted to throw the chakra, but he couldn't. Like, the Lord of Nityananda's mercy was like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it was stopping him from throwing it. But it's, it's all like Krishna's Leela to glorify it. There's that purport in the Gita where Prabhupada said, the devotees of the Lord are more merciful than the Lord. So how could someone be more merciful than the Lord? Because he's the source of everything. But it's it's like Krishna's desire to glorify his devotee as being even more merciful than himself. Like, pretty amazing. Yeah. You know, in terms of, you know, not worrying about your reputation or, you know, your, like, no, no, I'm actually, I'm actually the most merciful. Yeah, no, no, my devotee is more merciful. Yeah. Die. That's sweet. Thank you. Okay, nice to This is a little thing, but uh, you know, Vedic culture, keep the air together. And then we read these prayers about this. One kind of lots of soap, which is something in your hair is loose. How does that, uh, um, I mean, where does that come from? In, in our society, you know, it's nobody, I mean, mostly people don't want to keep their hair, they want it to be like loose. So, does that mean that we're having, is that another sign that they want to be an or something? <laughs> Mother Sinamani always keeps her hair up so she can, she can tell us. <laughs> I was gathering some facts from the scriptures to show some female devotees how inauspicious it is to leave the hair down. But problems, and one of the things said it attracts ghosts. Um, and it says that it um, uh, weakens the chastity. There's like a whole list of things Krishna, not that they have to be given up. 
my beauty is fully present. In the spiritual world, everybody looks like Krishna. <laughs> is that one of those things too, where you go, like, like famous They dragged her, right? They dragged her. Yeah. 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 She threw this hair that's been so many sacrifices and you know it's so us. She's going to hurt. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Vinda Kijai. <laughs> 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 